Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Ankin. And I'm Chris Madison. And this podcast has been recorded slightly later than normal thanks to the fun and games that's been stormed Dennis, which um, doesn't seem to want to go away in Scotland. It's still blowing a gale and raining out here at the moment. But it could have been a lot worse. Um, I guess I was stuck in Copenhagen yesterday for five hours because of the winds, but I did get out all right. A lot of the flights were cancelled, so I was thoroughly impressed with the pilot who managed to land the plane at Gatwick in some rather uh, gusty conditions. And I feel guilty almost because down here tonight on Pennines it um, kind of blew itself out Saturday, and yesterday had its moments. We had a weird bit of thunder at tea time, just flash, big bang, and then it just poured down, and then that was your lot. And today it's been quite quite gentle really it's been quite a, yeah it was quite a busy morning with one thing and the other you've just been you're just back in late because yet again you've had an incident well yeah but this time it's a further and free blameless incident I, I, uh, I picked up the heaviest trailer I've had this year so far with just shy of 29 tonne of plastic prills on for a plastic milk bottle manufacturing spot one junction down towards Sheffield from us for morning so a nice steady start in the morning Picked her up, plugged them in, and then listened with disdain as I heard the back airbag, which uh, wasn't an airbag, it was just a bag without any air. So I had to drag it in a lopsided fashion round to Cobblefret's workshops. Unfortunately, those lads were just about thinking about washing their hands. And then I appeared with that. So anyway, credit to them, they were on it. And because the other five remaining airbags didn't have enough gumper to get the trailer lifted up high enough they had to apply the subtle tool of the 25 ton forklift straight under the back of the trailer and try and lift her up with that enough to get the airbag in so it worked and nobody died and um, we're on the way back within the hour but had this excitement about an early bath tonight and being home for about six but anyway never mind not a chance of it Half past eight's like six, only only different. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm home for I'm home for the night because I was in the office last week and then I was in Copenhagen for the weekend. And yeah. now I'm going back down to the office again because it's deadline week. And mm. I think I'm I think I'm spending about the same amount of time in the car on the M6 as I was when I drove for Drummond's. Yeah. Which, if you know Drummond's, you spend most of your life in the M6. Mm. But I know there was something else came up. And, oh, there was this. I was reading some lorry hate. You know, if you go into like a local newspaper's Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, and there was this old this old bat on there, and something stuck out. And she said, she said the lorries are a nightmare on this stretch of road because there's been an accident involving a lorry. Mm. She said it's terrible. She said the roads are getting smaller, smaller, and the trucks are getting bigger. Is that a fact? Uh, said, uh, yeah, apparently so. And she mm. said I've had I've had near misses with trucks about sort of five times in the last month, and I was thinking, well, I'm doing a thousand miles a week <laughs> in my car. Yeah, and the amount of run-ins I have with lorries are none. Because I don't yeah. put myself in the vicinity of trucks. And I'm going to say you can see the common denominator in those five incidents there, can't you? Yes, you can. <laughs> very yeah. much can. I was, <laughs> it was one of those ones where I was, I was cracking my knuckles and I was like, I'm going to respond to this. And I was logged in as truck and driver as well. So you'd have seen that it was um, yeah. with just a person. And I thought, no, what, what is the point? But there were so many posts like that on there going, oh, these, these lorries are a nightmare. And I thought, yeah. Yeah, well, if you stay out the bloody road of the things, then you know Aye. Then you'll have a, a much better time. If you drive down the motorway, it speeds greater than fifty-six mm. miles an hour. You'll find your journey much less petrifying. Mm. Two words there: birth and wide. 
not necessarily in the right order. <laughs> and the, well, I suppose the big thing in the last week was MAN launched their new truck. Because mm. we talked about that a bit last week, but mm-hmm. it hadn't officially been unveiled yet. It's their new TGX, and everybody, well, not everybody, a lot of people looked at it and went, that looks the same as the old one. Mm. To be fair, it does a bit. Yeah. But making entirely new cams is expensive, and MAN's XXL cab is as big as anything on the market. There's no point in them building an entirely new cab that would have been as well investing it wisely. And it looks to me like they've done it. I, yeah. I quite like the interior in it. What's your thoughts from the pictures you've seen? It does look a hell of a lot better inside. It does. I've never really spent any time in a sort of box standard MAN. I've only been in sort of customised ones at shows with low fields. You know, the lads that run on Cobblefoot with us and, you know, theirs are nice. So yep, I'm, I'm not... sure they're going to have probably... One of the first new ones in the country, I would guess, given how committed they are to the, the brand. Well, I could ask Steve, but he keeps his cards close to his chest, so I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I think you're probably right. If um, you know if these are a goer, I, I would think he'll be looking at, at one. And I think you said last week they've sorted that dreadful little engine out. They've replaced it with a bigger, a bigger unit, so that might allay a lot yeah. of people's fears. You've seen the comments on social media when people start talking about MANs. There is a lot of negativity. I don't know how much of that is from experience and how much of it's anecdotal. I don't know, really. I think it's, I think it's a bit unfair. It, it, a lot of it, is, it goes back to trucks that are over 10 years old now. They're yeah. talking, yeah. it's all Euro 5 stuff and it's not relevant anymore. My mate, yeah. um, C&R White, they run about four tippers and they had a 510 MAN demonstrator last year and they were raving about how good it was. I got them a 500 Volvo to try, which yeah. was split new to be fair, and they reckoned the MAN blew it out of the water. Which I was quite mm-hmm. surprised at, but the one I had at Pollux was good because, of course, everything's just gone to Euro Six D, so the yeah. drive line is already in place for the new truck. I think I spoke to Bob Beach, who does a lot of um, yeah. writing for the magazines and everything, very, very knowledgeable earlier on, and he said it's gone up. It's gone up a couple of positions. You know, he reckons it's going to be pushing in about the sort of Volvo need to get their FH facelift right because that's how highly he sort of rated yeah. the MAN. So. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I do like that interior layout, and I like. I'm curious about the concept. They've got this controller in the middle, but yeah. by which you can control the, the screens and everything. Because they said that touch screens aren't ideal for trucks, and they're right. They're not. I don't really like having to scroll through no. a gigantic version of a mobile phone when I'm driving a truck. When scrolling through a phone is supposed to be the worst thing in the world yeah. and potentially very distracting. So they've got some interesting ideas. I'm hoping to get our hands on one. In the summer, if Iveco don't hurry up and get the finger out with that yeah. S way, MAN are going to have their truck on the market before Iveco did, and Iveco launched theirs a year before. Yes, any movement on the Iveco front would be welcome at this point, so I can no, plan I my work that. for March. I, know yeah. I said that, be, I need to chase that up, but uh, yeah, because I did email, I had asked the question, I said, Is there any mm. chance the CV show is looking pretty good this year, which is just as well because I've signed up to do some work at it, like proper journalist work. Yeah. And the MAN's going to be there, the new Iveco is going to be there, so it'll be interesting. Mm. Everybody yeah. will be able to get a good poke in about them. I've got, everyone, yes, I've got quite a developing fetish for the new S way, I have to be honest. I think it's a lovely looking thing. It is. Wait till some of the hauliers get some nice liveries on them, you get some nice yeah. infills, catwalks. There's already like some that. appearing on, um, on the internet from Europe, some belters, absolute belters. A lot of, you know, oh, it's just a scan your copy, but I'm not interested. It looks. It looks to me like a well put together thing. I mean, 
I've always liked Ivecos. I've never owned one as an owner-driver, but I've driven plenty before that. Years ago, when I worked for Brocklehurst in Dewsbury, it was Iveco or a wheelbarrow. And at Bingham's for a time, we had a 14-litre, 420 Eurostar. Outstanding bit of kit, that. I used to take a double-decker up to Ramage Distribution at Glespin every morning with a groupage on. And it used to go like the wind, that thing. It was V-Reg, which would be what, 99? 99, yeah, 2000. The, yeah, the, getting on to the later, the later ones, the Stramas came out yeah. in 2002, so that would have been 2000. Yeah, brilliant bit of kit, that. Fantastic. I mean, that Alto cab on that was a, a great thing. They say they're a gaffer's truck because they're 10 bob to buy and, and, and rest of it, but I, I couldn't fault it. The lads that you know that I worked with, they all liked them. Um, yeah, there were the obvious famous bits and pieces like the massive red hazard warning button in the middle of the dashboard that if you pushed it too hard used to bounce off and land on bottom bunk various interesting wiring problems like when you open doors indicators that come on things like that but it was just it was just like it, Alfa Romeo's I think there's something in the Italian auto electrician's handbook personality <laughs> yeah yeah they've got character and you know the wiring looms must all be made in the same factory in the back streets of Turin or somewhere by a blind man with only three fingers on each hand but well, they were together. They were great. It was it was good on juice. It pulled like a wrong one, and I think that's got the Cummins touch. That's why you see that's that's, oh, that's a Cummins. Uh, yeah, a lot's a lot's riding on it for a Iveco to get that mm. next truck right. I know people keep saying oh, it's a Scania copy, but objectively, if you park the two right beside each other and look at them, they don't, they don't look that close to each other. No. Unless, of course, you're, well, they are two modern European trucks, mm. so there is that similarity there. So. The hate mail could come in by the sack full but if you park an s500 and a new s-way side by side i know which one i prefer aesthetically if nothing else i think the new s-way looks way better but then i can stand it do your worst listeners do your worst <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how they they go on um so that that's when is the cd show in fact i can check april it is 28th mm. 28th, 29th and 30th of April, that's on. And then 28th, 29th and 30th of May, that's when Tipex and Tankex is on, which I'm still looking for trucks for, for the trucking driver. Driver's Day at that for the Saturday. If you've got a tipper or a tanker and you want to bring it, you can bring it in on Friday, you can bring it in on Saturday morning, and you get delicious barbecue, you get beer, you get loads of tickets and possibly some other good free stuff as well. But as... As of yet, I still have spaces on that. I've pinged it up on the internet and mm. I've put it in the magazine that goes to press on Friday. So that actually sounds really good. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be an interesting thing. So much so. To take away the risk factor of a Immingham-based disaster, I'm, I'm just going to do a morning job on the Friday and then I'm going to get sorted out mid-afternoon and get up there. So we've got that little Merc from Ghoul that I shared with you and we've got the new Biolocker tanker which is the biggest tanker, they're the biggest powder tanker they're currently in operation in the country from Fellbinder, and it's the only one that's got fully automatic lids. It's a fine-looking piece of kit. They're going to bring that up for us from Barlocker at uh, Bury. I've got a couple more at the minute I'm pursuing for you, but we'll just have to see how we go with that next couple of days. I'll let you know as soon as I know. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll be brilliant, because the diary's filling up, because yeah. uh, just after that, the Maybank holiday, 8th, 9th and 10th of May, that's Truckfest Peterborough, and the bank holiday this year is on the Friday and not the Monday because of VE Day. Mm. And there's going to be various things at the show to sort of mark that occasion. But it'll be interesting to see how that works out 
with having the bank holiday on the Friday, I wonder what the sort of atmosphere and things are going to be like, because it's going to be closing down on the Sunday. Yeah. Uh, should be quite interesting. The good thing is that Truck and Driver, for the first time in, I don't know how long, we are having an official stand at Truckfest, and we're going to be selling magazines and doing subscriptions and hopefully have a bit of merchandise there. But we're going to take, we're going to try uh, a couple of different lines of merchandise, but we're not going to bring loads of it. We might just... May just have to order it at the show and we'll see how it goes. So I'm quite excited for that. I hope the weather's going to be mm. kind to us. I think um, the numbers are going to be down for the simple reason that people aren't going to get the weekend off. You've seen the numbers in the past that arrive Saturday morning after work and after a wash. There's hundreds come on a Saturday. They're not going to be able to work Friday, come Saturday, drive Sunday, and then well, have a full week. It depends how much the bank holiday is going to be honoured. Yeah. Because everybody would have to be finishing up on the Thursday and then you'll be piling in on the Friday. Yeah. Or sometimes, psychologically, having a Friday off is more exciting than having a Monday off. Mm. Oh, I don't know. God, I'm... Uh, yeah. Ugh, I hate Mondays. I hate Mondays more than it's healthy. I'm, uh, I'm trying to wangle that I can do Tuesday to Saturday going forward, but so far I'm not being able to wangle that. Mondays psychologically ruin me. hate them. Tuesdays, I can start at midnight if necessary, but Monday, it ruins Sunday, and everybody you deal with on a Monday has got that head on. Everybody. Every good Zim man I deal with on a Monday needs a damn good slap. It's just Mondays, there's something about it. I'd rather work Tuesday to Saturday. So that's my plan, but I'm not really sure I'm gonna I'm gonna swing that one. Well, I'm not sure about that, especially when the truck show season and all that comes in. I used to like doing mm. Sunday to Thursday, because a lot mm. of night shift work is that's how that works, because you yeah. need nobody to get the stuff. And then I used to quite like that, finishing up on the mm. uh, like early on sort of Friday morning. That was quite a nice, quite yeah. a nice feeling. That my wife is um, moderately intelligent, apparently, being a teacher. And she says, "All that will mean is you'll just bounce your Monday into Tuesday, and you'll grow to loathe Tuesday." She, she might have a point, to be fair. That's a know. risk. But then a three-day week. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I don't know. I might have to buy one of these. Um, IV because I make my fault to work three days a week. You reckon? <laughs> well, we'll wait for a new price list. A lot of people have been talking about Cine. Cine. Yeah, I've, I've seen that last couple of days on Facebook. Everybody's like, I didn't go, here's my invitation. I, last year. I think I may be pushing to, to get to that as well. What I have got coming up, um, the guest spot on today's podcast is Leanne Lyons, who's been organising the Breaker Breaker Truck Show in Ireland, okay. which is a lot... It's all based around mental mental health and also physical health for drivers, and she's mm. got some quite exciting new initiatives coming up. But the Breaker Breaker Truck Show is on the 22nd of August, which is the date in the diary that I've got crossed out as I can't do anything, because it's also the date for Convoy in the Park, and it's also my sister's wedding. So mm-hmm. the busiest truck-orientated weekend of the year. Um, I can't do anything. Sorry, I'm out. just remembered something which I am going to do. So, yes, coming up, um, yes, I've got to go up and down the road, and what I have got, on the 24th, I'm doing my Smart Motorway CPC course. Oh, yeah. So that should be interesting. We're going to learn all about how smart motorways are supposed to work. So, for a CPC course, I think that's actually quite interesting content, because there's a lot behind how smart motorways work, and I'm looking forward to writing about it and talking about it afterwards. Yeah. Um, and then the day after that, I'm going to visit DAF at their shiny new headquarters in Haddenham because they're having a, they're marking the occasion of being top of the sales charts in the UK for 25 or 30 years. I can't remember which. So, yeah. I'm going in there. The manager, 
the managing director, Lawrence Drake's there, and I had dinner with all the daft people before Christmas. I liked him. He was very forthright and honest, and I was trying to, you know, I'd said, you know, you should fit the big Cummings engine from America, then you would have a 600 horsepower XF. And he said, yeah, that's a good idea, that. And I couldn't quite convince him to bring Foden back, but hmm. um, I'm going to try and, like, push for, like, a bit of a special edition or something like this one. I'm sure he's, he, he can't wait to hear my thoughts on bringing back retired truck brands and manual gearboxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and then just after that, it's the launch of the new Volvo FM. Okay. Because I think the FM has been marginalised in recent years because of the trend for upsizing. So whereby fleets would previously have bought an FM cab truck, they're now all going by FH. Yeah. And the last time I was in an FM, it was small. You know, well, not that it's got any smaller, but I felt that mm. in yeah. comparison to the other cabs, yeah. I was like, this, I mean, it wouldn't be small if you've come out a day cab and somebody's giving you an FM Globetrotter. You're like, this is fantastic. But you kind of got the feeling it was, it's well in need of an update. So this is a new cab. I think it looks like a miniaturized FH4. But again, the Globetrotter FM's probably lost out in the fact that if you can have a flat roof FH, it's a lot smarter looking, you know. Mm. Well, that's a trend at the minute, isn't it, really, for, you know, show circuit, these flat roof cabs. A lot of people mm. get excited about them, put a basket on us and Jupiler crates, and off they go. It seems to be the thing at the moment. Longthorns have a couple of nice flat roof ones up in uh, Skipton. They do, and I had Absolutely. one. I had that gas, that gas FH mm. in September, and... To be fair, that is not really a true flat roof. You do have like little lockers on the front and back of the cab. Yeah, uh, it's not like if you get the DAF XF Comfort Cab, which that really is a flat roof. There's like nothing above the windscreen at all. Yeah. Yeah. But see, somebody's got one of them in Yorkshire. A yellow. I saw a yellow one. Something to do with potatoes. Somebody, I've only seen about three of them, and that was that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be, be curious to see that someday. There was Stockdale's a rumor going round. Yeah, I think that's the name. Stockdale. Mm, yeah. Not to be confused with Jim Stockdale, who owns that Food and 4000 up in Cumbria. Mm-hmm. Very impressive, old school thing that. Looks like if you're going to make an ep- if you're going to remake Duel for Britain, that old thing would do. <laughs> It'd be just the thing for ter- for terrorising old Margaret through the camera roadworks. <laughs> <laughs> there was a rumour that Volvo may be also unveiling a facelifted FH4 at the FM launch, but there is currently no substance to that from what I can gather. It is kind of in need of a, an update now. I mean, the cabs that come in for the Euro 6R, the range T's needing, a, needing an update, and the FHs, yeah. uh, the MANs just had that, the Actros has had it. So, right. And I think uh, the last time I was in the, the FH, and it's really well laid out, but it's not nice inside really. It's kind of a lot of swathes of grey plastic, and some of it's a bit, a bit flimsy, and it kind of goes against the way that the, because the truck's fantastic to drive, and that kind of coots. Yeah, against it a little bit. Driver retention—that's the issue, I suppose, these days. Um, if yeah. you're going to sit well, him in a, in a noisy plastic box, and and the guy down the road's paying five pence an hour more, and he's going to give you a nice cap, you're going to go with that one, aren't you? Yeah, well, the that's thing the that, issue. Uh, I spoke to Bob about earlier as well as it's microwaves are becoming more common, and a microwave is pretty much going to be standard fit. I would think in a lot of trucks going forward, just again for driver retention. But if you look at the cost of a microwave, what is what is it like? 500 quid, and mm-hmm. that's like retail. So how much yeah. is a microwave to a truck manufacturer who's buying thousands yeah. of them yeah. against the price of a £100,000 truck? In the scheme of things, it's not going to break it, is it? That? Not at all. Not when 
companies will go and put alloy wheels and things and light bars and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which are much more expensive than a lot of these. Yeah. Ah, so that's the fold and stuff. So I, busy stuff over the next few, few weeks for us. I've got to get this issue to press. We are talking, I had a meeting on Friday about some exciting developments for truck and driver going through here. We're going to be having a bumper issue mm-hmm. with more content in it and a load of giveaways and... I think we're going to have an air freshener free on one at some point, which will be nice. Right. Exciting times. Oh. And I've got, my, I've got my V8 special issue and my big power issue. And I was looking for, I know somebody that's got an ERF EC15, Aye. which has got the big Caterpillar engine in it. So mm. I can't remember the exact power, but it's a lot. And I wanted that truck for the big power issue, but it's been sold on to somebody else and they've disappeared off the planet. So if anybody knows where there is one of those very rare ERFs, I would like one for my, my issue. Market weight and up here, I think. I don't know who's got one. I like doing these themed issues. It's like doing a concept album, you know, it's like doing, like, you know, like Pink, Flo- Pink Floyd's The Wall or mm-hmm. something like that. Joe Turner, up here, he's got a... That's who had it. Olympic uh, cab, big cat in it. And he, uh, he's been able to go into London as well. He, he managed to get in with the uh, RPC. Yes, that's I did that. I did. The very last thing I did for Classic Truck Magazine before I got the job in Truck and Driver was Joe's EC12. Yeah. Um, which has got the same engine as my Ford in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a cracking thing, that. that was a, yeah. We were out for a test drive on it. Lovely thing to drive here, because he'd mm. managed to get the... Um, the Dynex, is it? Dynex yeah. exhaust stack on it and managed to get the RPC, which is going to go out. That is now, unfortunately, going to go out the window with the Euro 6 coming in in the emission zones. But yeah. it's had a lot longer life for such an old truck. It's had a much longer lifespan, and that is what's good for the environment. You're supposed to run trucks for mm. the entirety of the lifespan. You're yeah. not supposed to throw them away after three years. Yeah, it pulls That's out the mallard, that thing, as well. It's, a, it's some tool. It did. It's got Steinbauer. It's got a tuning box that's designed for a bulldozer on it because mm. he got it and it was really really flat so he, he couldn't find anything for this engine because nobody they only sold about 10 of them i think yeah. uh, but he put that on it and it, it improved the performance remarkably that's just some tool to, i don't know if i could get one for mine but it wouldn't matter seeing as i don't ever like really drive it at the moment mm. that's i think i need to write that down my food needs to go in for an mot and i need to get an atmospheric pressure sensor for the engine because it's very smoky yeah, test book. I'm to do that. I've got a test book in for third week in April, as usual, for, for mine. So she'll be needing some discs on the mid lift this time. And I think, having had a look around it weekend before last, currently, that's your lot. So you think, Study extract them or get new ones? Um, no, the middles don't look too bad. Mm. I, I think we'll get those off. So yeah, a bit of heat in, bit of heat in aye, yeah, a bit of warmth, and I think they'll be off. And the new ones, the new... Uh, aftermarket discs come with proper bolts. Yeah, that's handy. I know that uh, Taylor Morrison, he would fit, they would fit stainless bolts. Yeah. It kind of help things on a bit as well, rather than these little ones with the, um, yeah. what is it, a T, it's something like a T40 Torx head. Yeah, they're appalling. If you're lucky. What a, yeah, what a marvellous idea. A sadistic idea. And for yeah. your listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the brake discs, which come in Foden's and DAFs, which you cannot dismantle easily at all. There's entire companies devoted just to doing that. You can Google it under the work of the devil. And there's my if you look on the truck and driver website, my story about when my food was doing some work last year, that's got a, the story of trying to remove the brake discs on it as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to see a picture of two men sweating in overalls under a wheel arch about two <laughs> or three issues back, uh, 
JRM commercials at Rotherham were rather kindly doing mine at closing time on a Friday afternoon on the back axle, but it all turned out well in the end. Although Jamie, I think, is still having counselling about that now. <laughs> So last week you had a woman run into your phone and do a bit of damage to it. So do you have an update on that for Well, us it's almost listeners? it's almost three weeks ago now, and um, my insurance company have heard nothing from anybody, which is odd, considering the amount of shouting and jumping up and down she was doing at the side of the road about all things evil. So I have not claimed for the damage to mine because obviously it's a business policy so I'd have to claim on my insurance get it done and then they go after her for uh, reimbursement but it's difficult to go after anybody when the person in question is hiding so ah so she's decided maybe not to bother how badly uh, damaged was her car her car had some teeth marks down the side to be fair uh, front to back it's all taxed and tested and the rest of it but she appears to have been abducted really if a damage to mine I can sort it. However, I'd like her to pay for it since she kindly drove into me. But if she's um, moved to Bolivia or something, I'm I'm going to be struggling. So I've just said to mine, well, we can't proceed, can we, until you've made them talk. So can you go off and make them talk? So, so, yeah, so that's where we are, almost three weeks on. We're nowhere. Now, it's getting close to post-winter paint job time again. Anyway, because the guy that painted it nearly two... But two years ago, plainly didn't use any primer because the stone chips this year look like I've not painted it since it was new. So with or without... That's on the chassis or the cab? The cab. The headlights around panel and bonnet panel look like I've been peppered with shotgun pellets. So her damage on the near side, corners, etc. Notwithstanding, it's all going to have to be done from uh, the number plate up to the windscreen again before show season which means March, I would think. It's a bit early for painting March, because I like to make sure the gritters really have gone away, but we're not going to get another chance into April with MOT month. So March is going to be the time she goes and gets painted. Now, I have got a couple of bits of corrosion that are developing where the plastic wheel arch bolts the cab behind the closed door on the passenger oh, yeah, side. That's starting the to come through. There, they, they all go there. I think. Yeah, I well, think mine's, mine's too bad. I did that old mm. blue shed of a food and I, yeah. had, I did take the guards off and I did spend quite a bit of time welding it up under there. Yeah. And it's probably best to catch it. It's just blistering a bit, so I've got some built hand uh, rust passivator. You've got to like, cover it in cling film and give it eight hours. And that's a, I'm going to do that, but it's only half a centimetre by four centimetre patch there that wants sorted. Chassis held up fairly well considering the past maladies there'll be a bit of touching in to do but not much really because it's been a mild odd sort of a winter we've not got much salt in anywhere so that's one thing the front mud flaps the kelsa mud flaps appear to have been hit with something seriously toxic so they look poorly so we've got some fresh ones of those to put on before season starts but everything else touch wood is not bad i am dealing with your chaps down at grucox at the minute for a, a driver's seat oh yes that was the other update the seat yeah. saga um they've sent me a picture they of one to... they've got one built up it's ready it's built up oh. it's, but it's a lot more money a lot more money how much are they working for it like 750 in vat and carriage and 100 quid surcharge which is 
Oh, mine was about six hundred, I think. Yeah. That was in twenty. That was in twenty seven. No wait, I was at Taylor Morris at the time. Twenty sixteen, so it was four years ago. Is this? And mine's. I mine didn't have the leather on it though. I oh, just accepted yeah. one. I accepted one that had daff. Well, I can have a cloth. Cloth. I, I, I can have a daff one that's only got one uh, lumbar support. It's got one lumbar support and it's not in leather and it's that turquoise scary daff. Yes. Uh, they're 550, I believe. But because this is four lumbar cushions and the side cushions and the heated bit and all that business, it's 750, which isn't bad, but I could, you know, it's. It's seven fifty. I could spend that on something shiny, but anyway, as we know, yeah, I think with the, with the seats and all that, I think it's probably a worthwhile investment because you'll get what you're paying for with that, and that is as yeah. near as damn it to to a new seat. Not tried to try blag them for a bit of discount for some advertising in TV. I, I never thought. I never <laughs> thought. So I would have done. <laughs> I'll give that a go in the morning, and it's a trip down to Corby from uh, home for Earth one Saturday morning as well. Now you got to give them your old seat as well. Eh? Yeah. Although, you know, their exchange surcharge is only 100 quid, so really, maybe you don't. Maybe I might be as well keeping another one. I don't know. Anyway, that's coming in the next few weeks. I'm going to psych myself up for a trip to Corby, get that launched in, and then just sit sit on it a lot more than average. I'll probably sit on it Saturday and Sunday that week as well, just feel like I've got value for money. Fantastic. And I'm, I'm just on with West Coast Custom at the minute to get... The rest of the cab panelled out inside with the Chesterfield push-button gubbins that's under that top bunk. He, oh, he seems quite keen to crack on with that if I can get myself over to Liverpool for a measure. But being a man that will studiously avoid going over the Pennines, it's proven a little bit difficult, that. So I might just have to take one for the team and astound my customer by saying, have you got anything for Liverpool? Which will lead to a two-minute silence on the phone as they all fall over. I get a rash if I go past Brighouse West, so um, I might have to go up Scotland on a usual run and come back down to M6 and just nip in and take the fuel. That'll be all right. Look forward to seeing that, aye. Mm-hmm. Well, it's now, well, it's quite late here, so will we um, wrap this up for today? We haven't done anything controversial. Yeah, well, I'll let you crack on, Chris. Hopefully we get a, a nice quiet week without incidents, although incidents are good podcast content, so it's, I can't complain too much. It's half term. I've got got Lucy tomorrow so um, Lucy used to be like um, an albatross landing on your mast on a sailing ship you know but whenever I took Lucy out there used to be an incident of some magnitude but, but just lately she seems to have handed that button on to her younger sister Holly if I take Holly out now catastrophe awaits around every roundabout Lucy seems to be uh, a reasonable look charm plus she knows what she's doing with ratchet straps she winds them up the same way I wind them up and puts them away she, uh, oh, she's pretty useful. I have to be honest. She's pretty useful. Good. How is she with camera phones? Still have to take a load of pictures. Oh God, she's a menace. She's a menace, and she's um, she's into her filters as well. So, oh yeah. No, I don't want any of them. Just, be, just pictures, pictures of the truck without a thumb over the lens will be fine. There'll be hundreds, hundreds. I promise Beautiful. you. Tomorrow, every time Beautiful. I move, there'll be a picture. Fantastic. Right, I will let you crack on, and I will catch up with you again next week. That's a Roger. All right, later. Bye bye. Hi, I'm delighted to welcome to the Trucking Driver podcast, Leanne Lyons, who's involved with the Breaker Breaker Truck Show, which is taking place in Northern Ireland later this year on the 22nd of August. Leanne, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to tell us about how all this has come about? 
Yes, um, back in December 2018, unfortunately my husband David Lands lost his battle to his mental health. He was and worked and loved the haulage industry. He was a driver and a mechanic from he was 17 and it was definitely in his blood. Um, after David passed, we realised that there was a massive gap in the haulage industry thinking about the mental health and the physical health of drivers. So my cousin and I decided to put something together and create a show. Uh, we were completely blown away in 2019 by the response that we got from the haulage community. Um, we ended up with 300 lorries and the, the show was just a massive family fun, fun day. Um, on the day we had um, nurses and counsellors on board doing free health checks on the men. and we had two drivers blue lighted the hospital and 60 referrals to doctors. Um, the counsellors and nurses says had never seen a response like that before. They were completely blown away, you know, with how open and honest everybody were with them. But later on reflection, it made us realise that the drivers don't get a chance to go to the doctors, you know, and what were we going to do to change this? You've hit the nail absolutely on the head there that drivers don't often have a lot of time to get no. to doctors and the, so often they'll just push on and keep going and keep going, not wanting to bother anybody. So, yeah, um, well, yeah. Done for, well done for coming up with that. I think you've, um, yeah. you could be onto Thanks. something there. Yeah. So then um, we got together with the nurses and the counsellors, um, brought forward our idea of bringing free health checks on board the boats into the drivers' lounges to the drivers themselves. So we are now um, hoping within the next few weeks to get on board Stanaline into the um, drivers' lounge to carry out the, these health checks. They'll be given their own medical card to keep the records, you know, so they can see if there's any improvement. And if needed, a referral letter will be handed to them for their doctors. I've got, I've got to say, I think that's an absolutely fantastic idea. And I think everybody who's listening to that would be in full agreement about it, you know, because when the drivers get on the boats and in the driver's lounge, you don't have anything particularly to do after you've had something to eat. So the opportunity yeah. to, to get a bit of health care, to take a bit of time to investigate yeah. these things that's um yeah you could be on the on the tip of something quite revolutionary there and yeah. as well the counsellors will be there also you know if the men want to talk or you know get numbers or contacts or you know that service will be there also because what a lot of people don't realize is without one or the other your physical and mental health are joined if one's not good the other's not good yes either one could um, adversely affect the other and because well mental health is now only now just becoming more uh, something that people can talk about and something that people are aware of because yeah i mean that's across all aspects of um yeah. society but yeah with drivers and things it's, it's so often a case of you know just get on with it man um, up as the, the, the way to say it it is it's man up and you know <sighs> when you're driving a truck it can be the best most liberating feeling in the world when you're going down the road and it's blue skies and it's a good day but at other times if you're left alone in the cab <clears throat> all day with only your thoughts going around yeah. it can be it can be a yeah. long day and it can be a tiring day so yeah that's fantastic just for guys to you know have the opportunity to yeah just like you say even not at the time just get a phone number to go and maybe speak to somebody that could be so, yeah. so helpful for them. So. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Sue. 
Thank you. <laughs> no problem. So who's who's um, who's the team involved with Breaker Breaker this year and what are you hoping to have lined well, up for it? The whole team is myself and my cousin Lisa. We're the two organisers and like last year, Manfred are our main sponsors. They have been fantastic and give us loads of help and loads of guidance. To get on with that, we also have PRM on board with us, which is another big college um, refrigeration company. Um, we have so far um, Advanced Fasteners and High Power. So we're, we're, we're going good. Yeah, you're getting out there. So where is the show taking yeah. place this year? The show's um, at Nuts Corner. It's where the Sunday market bays just outside Belfast, about 10 minutes from the airport, the Belfast International. So massive showgrounds. This year we had, as I say, 300 lorries. But the showground, it, we could fit easy 1,500 lorries into it. It's massive, fast showgrounds, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be picking up some more this year as the message gets out there and gets out and about. Um, yeah. Now, We'd spoken before the podcast because you've got something rather special happening later on in March in the build-up to the show. We do, yes. It was actually one of our followers on Facebook had come up with the idea and we just thought it was so magnificent. It couldn't be going unheard. So on um, Saturday the 21st of March, we are asking drivers to come up with their lorries, tanks, trailers, whatever it is they pull, and we're going to spell out it's okay to talk. Um, then we're going to get the drivers all out of the cabs and we're going to make that mental health sign out of the drivers. We're getting a drone, drone up in the air and we're going to take an overshot for view of the lorries and all the drivers in the, in the showgrounds. That's really going to get the message out there. Have you spoken to the, the local television or press about that? No, we've just kind of put it out there to the drivers first because obviously without them, you know, it's kind of not mm-hmm. going to happen. We just wanted to see if it was something that we could get, va- if it was viable and if we could get enough lorries on board to um, to help us out. So it is looking, my Facebook page hasn't stopped all day today, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, it's looking, it's, it's, it's looking good. Um, at the show, we actually had ITV, or one of, one of the news stations there on the day, and they did say that, they wanted to move forward with us and document everything that we were doing. So we're going to get back in touch with them and see if they want to come along and see the happenings. I should think that the um, word, I've had a look at my diary. I'm free on the 21st of March, so hopefully I can come along to that as well. And I've asked one of our truck and driver photographers if he's free. So hopefully we can get Brilliant. him along for it. And you can, uh, yeah, I would hope that the, um, the general sort of news stations and outlets for that will pick up on it as well because it's going to be quite a sight to see with all those yeah. trucks lined up in that, posi- in that position. I don't, yeah. I've not heard of anything like that being done before. No, 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 nor have I. <laughs> we do take on these challenges at the Breaker Breaker. I mean, we, we didn't know anything when we first went into this about, I didn't even know what a ridget was, to be fair. Now, um, what's, your, what's your background? Because you're not... You weren't previously involved in transport, were you? What's, what's your No, age I'm old? a hairdresser. I'm a hairdresser. <laughs> so you've come, come into it and you've you've been embraced by the community, shall we say? You know, because you'll find that the trucking community. I mean, in Ireland, it's uh, in Ireland, like, truck driving is so much a way of life. There's a whole culture associated with it. Yeah. And we were over there yeah. so much last year photographing trucks and yeah. the reception that trucking driver gets is always absolutely fantastic do you know it's just like a big family they've yeah, just really complete 
yeah, they've taken us completely under their wings. Uh, and I think that they kind of see that we're trying to do good. We're trying to help them. We're, we're trying to, you know, improve the quality of their days. And I think that, the, the, you know, obviously with my story behind it, you know, they're, they're just really, they've been fantastic. There's not really a, a sort of a group or anybody that does things for drivers so much. You've got your trade yeah. associations and they're, they're set up for the employers. And yeah, it's, yeah. that's a, a really positive news story for the start of the the year and we yeah. will yeah let's uh let's look forward to that but um, yeah what we will do is uh, uh, as things go along if you keep us up to date with everything that's happening with breaker breaker yeah. and, mm-hmm. and all that we'll get uh, we'll get that out into on our social media channels as well yeah and we'd just like to wish fantastic. you yeah it's a fantastic idea with uh, you know getting checks and steneline getting people you know get opening yeah, up brilliant. conversations for people to think about things because like i said before so many guys just physically and mentally they just don't want to bother yeah. people on our facebook page you know there's men constantly texting in and private mail on us asking where they go for help where would you even, so many guys where would you even start That's well a, we normally start with lifeline which is a, a mm-hmm. fantastic one it's free it doesn't cost you anything and you get speaking to a counselor straight away it doesn't show on your phone bill, you know, um, and especially with the men being out on the road, it's it's not viable to go and meet with someone. And sometimes they don't want to do face-to-face. So a telephone conversation, you know, can just lead to many things. Yeah, exactly. Can is Lifeline, that, is that based in Northern Ireland? It is, yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Is it, is it available for people in like, the UK and the Republic yeah, as well? Yep, yeah, uh-huh, and it is, um, it's free. It, it doesn't cost you anything. What's the link? So how do we get in touch with Lifeline? Can you just Google <laughs> it and it'll come up? Yeah, you can Google Lifeline and it'll just come straight up. Brilliant. And it's uh, that's designed there, you know, if you're not feeling so good, you can call yeah. in and speak to somebody straight away. And that's, that's really positive. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people think they need to be at near tipping point before reaching out, but it's recognising the signs before you get to the tipping point. Definitely, if you can, if you can realise and be aware of something earlier on, that's yeah, a, and it's, it's massive a, a, thing. Yeah, it's a, a good thing for so long, you know, across like so many industries and in society, people have just been told to like man up and get on with it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, men don't cry and all that, and I look where we are. Yeah, exactly. That's a such a such a good story. That so, um, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on, Leanne. Um, we'll keep you posted with it well we'll keep our listeners posted with some updates from all the initiatives you've got going on as i say if you go into facebook and check out it's just breaker breaker you put in the facebook and it'll come up yeah just breaker breaker truck show no problem so yeah anybody can go and check that out and we will be seeing you on the 21st of march fantastic thank you so much for your time Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.